All right. Back on another podcast. I hope everyone had a happy and safe weekend. Uh, I got the cuz on the line. And uh, today's going to be all over the place because the sports weekend was all over the place. Uh, let I mean, I thought we were going to lead in with uh, the Woj news, but we'll get that to that in uh, in a couple of minutes here. Let's start off, John, with talking about the Washington Redskins. They've announced today that they will no longer be called the Washington Redskins, that that name is officially, I'm using their words, quote, retired, unquote. And there's no new news about what the name is actually going to be. We're recording this at noon on a, on the Monday that they announced this news. And Austin and I did uh, our opinions last week and what we thought the name should be changed to. We both agreed with the Red Tails because of the um, the association with the military and uh, the grouping of Air Force pilots, the black Air Force pilots in... Um, the, the Tuskegee Airmen? Yes, the Tuskegee Airmen. So that they were... A nickname for them were, were the Red Tails. So they could don that name stay with the colors, not really change the logo all that much. And um, the, the initial logos for the Red Tails are awesome. I love them. So yeah, I was going to say, I think your, we, I, what's your go-to? If, if you were in charge of changing the name in Washington, what would you change it to? Well, first of all, let me just start by saying it's, it's kind of about time it's like it's always just seemed kind of like odd and like you know there's probably look and that, that's not to say there aren't other egregious you know like more incent like there aren't other insensitive names in sports and that could be a whole thing for like another day we could like talk about that and we could just delve into that but for arguments purpose right now in my opinion i've always thought redskins was like up at the top of being one of the most like more egregious in terms of being like uh just insensitive in general so i'm glad to see it gone um but at the same time it's kind of like you're kind of in a weird position i guess like what do you name it do you kind of stick in that red kind of thing and i mean like and i think that could work red tails i think we might have been looking at the same article i guess where they had like the different possible names you could like run with um i like that i like the red tails i saw it was like it was like a little plane logo maybe i think or yeah something. I think yeah, I think we all I think we like we've been everybody's been looking at the same like one article, um, and it's just like, do you go with that, or do you lean into like the more patriotic stuff, like in terms of the Caps and the Nats and the um, the Wizards and all that stuff? You know, I it, it's interesting to see where they go. I think you could go one of two ways. I think if you're gonna keep in that you know, maroon, gold, you're going to try to keep the same color scheme and you're going to try and just change the, you know, you want to keep that kind of feel to the team. I think Red Tails is, I think, is a good fit. I think there were some other ones that I can't really remember off the top of my head. But I, I, could, I could also see them leaning heavily, like just going to complete 180 and leaning heavy, heavy into the, um, into like the more national kind of like, color like the more like american patriotic colors and stuff and doing something with you know um with that or just something with the military would be interesting too i think there was something with like the washington generals i think or 
bring back the senators like they could become the washington senators i don't know like there's a lot of different ways they can go with it so i mean if, if what would i choose i think red tails is a good option but i don't know i feel like there's a lot of ones you could like weigh out and like to be honest i'm glad i don't have to be the one to choose um I, but, I don't think you're in a in a bad position changing no, the name. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think there's better. I mean, like I said, I think it was there's just better options now to begin with. And now you have like I guess like a good problem from from the from the from the team of football Washington. I'm not going to use the term anymore because it's defunct. It's over, right? That era of that football team is no longer. What we'll call it, we don't know yet. Um, and until then, I'm just going to refer to the the football team in Washington. I guess. DC, <laughs> uh, but like they have like a good problem now. They turn like hopefully they could take a bad like as we quote on the Michael like we quote from the K show all the time bad optics right. You take a bad optic and you turn it into hopefully now you have a good problem. Uh, what do we do? What do we name the team now? We have so many better options like Red Tails, like the, I don't know Generals. That that one. I've heard like, Warriors too. I yeah. I I've heard. And this is just off of articles in the Washington Post that Warriors is um, high up there on the list yeah. of the people in the Washington organization to yeah, I mean, change the I, name. I like Arlington's as well. That that was my until I saw the stuff with the Red Tails because yeah. when I was recording the podcast, I haven't I didn't see any of that. And then Austin, um, Post Austin showed told me about it, and I looked it up and. I'm all, that's the name that I'm all for, yeah. but I would also go Arlington's. I like the sound of it. The Washington Warriors just doesn't sound. It's too much like the Wizards, I think. Not, it just doesn't sound like a professional team. You know what I mean? It sounds like, well, I mean, think about it. Uh, also, we live in Orange County, and we're thinking about Minnesink probably, which that was, I heard people have been talking about that. Maybe they're changing the name, but again, that's a whole other thing for another day. That, that's um, that's super hyper local. <laughs> yeah, it's super super hyper specific. You know, for the people who know, you know. If you don't know, then don't right. worry about it. Well, if but, you don't know, educate yourself and Google it. There's some not so good history in uh in Minnesink over the past couple of of years, and and I mean it goes back further and further in, in the time. We're, that's not we're not proud of it, but that's some eight four five history that has resurfaced along with all of this um, Black Lives Matter movement stuff and social justice stuff. And, I mean, if Minnesink actually changes the name, good for them. And, I mean, yeah. it, that's a town that has to deal with it's, it's the same its thing. own problems. Yeah, it's the same thing with, uh, with, the, with the, 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 the D.C. football, with the football team in D.C. You know, good on them. For finally changing it, I know there's going to be people saying, "Well, it's 50 years too late." But you know, it's there's also the phrase "better late than never," right? Um, but maybe I maybe like I'm ignorant for like maybe uh, maybe I don't understand everything, but that's the way I'm perceiving it. And speaking of like name changes and stuff, I think I mentioned to you. I don't know if I mentioned on air or off the air. If they wanted to keep the Native American theme, um, you know, something they could do. Um, is maybe like partner with like a like a local tribe. And like I don't know at, if the, I think I, because that's such a shaky history and because the organization I, has such a rocky history with the I mean, American I, community, I wouldn't. I would stay. I would 
I wouldn't bet on. The Grinch eight foot ten foot pole is too short for me. I would not even stay in the same area code as anything Native American. I mean, and like I said, I would try to like if you were gonna go that route, I would find a way to like. I want to would find a like way let bygones be you know like the way to like ask for forgiveness and find a way to like a mutual partnership and stuff. But that it's a cop out. I think that would be a cop out, and you wouldn't really solve the problem. Last question before we get out of here. And hopefully, you know, they could turn a page, right? They could turn right. a chapter. They can, you know, we could, they could finally, you know, have something, uh, you know, they could finally have something that that the fans are proud of, that the organization is proud of, and that people won't feel, like, grimy, I guess. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I cheer for, you know, that, you know, I cheer for, like, the so-and-sos. And, you know, you feel just <laughs> kind of, like, grimy just saying it all right we'll get out of here we'll come back with uh some woad stuff so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back feed hudson valley is a regional food rescue and harvesting network in the hudson valley operating through duchess orange ulster columbia green putnam and sullivan counties it links donors of prepared but unserved food and fresh produce with nonprofits and food assistant programs through an app-assisted network of food donors, volunteers, and feeding agencies, Feed Hudson Valley facilitates the harvesting, processing, and distribution of locally grown or produced agricultural products, self-stable food donations, and prepared nutritious foods. The app used is called Chowmatch, and it is easy for volunteers to download and use. Among the donors are restaurants, farms, food makers, stores, hospitals, and universities. The food assistant programs include food pantries, soup kitchens, and shelters. Volunteers are matched through the Chow Match app when a donation is available. They can indicate that they are available to make a run and then pick it up for a donor and deliver it to the agency. The Feed Hudson Valley Network currently includes over 300 volunteers, 130 donors, and 95 receiving agencies. Last year, on average, Feed Hudson Valley rescued and redirected over 12,000 pounds of food each month. Feed Hudson Valley could use more donors and volunteers. To learn more and sign up, visit feedhv.org. Again, that's feedhv.org. One more time, spelled out, F-E-E-D-H-V.org. Now back to the podcast. All right. Um... In the first block, we were talking about the Washington football team changing their name to something different other than the Redskins. And uh, now let's get on to an NBA Twitter topic and a topic that has completely, I think, stole the weekend up until the, the name change for Washington. And that is Adrian Wojnarowski being suspended from ESPN for sending an email to is it the what state is it missouri i think it was missouri but uh, let me just double check a republican senator in um i don't remember what state but it was in regards to the china dealings in uh october of last year i think it was missouri yeah josh hawley senator josh hawley republican from missouri so it was Missouri. I was right. So he said the senator sent 
Woj a spirited email about his feelings about how Woj dealt with the stuff in China and that whole scenario. And Woj simply sent back, fuck you. <laughs> and I mean, now it's being surfaced and he was suspended by ESPN and there was a public outcry for Woj to not be suspended. And look, I agree. I don't agree with the suspension because I'm a big advocate for free speech. And if it was a private email, it's a private email. And I don't, I get and, and don't get the dealings of a company saying, well, you still are one of us and your image reflects on the company. So we can't have that sort of stuff in the company, but also it's a private email and you shouldn't be, even if it came public, you shouldn't be snooping through my private life. And yeah. I, so I understand it from, from ESPN and from Disney's perspective, because if anybody else did that in their line of work, maybe, maybe it's not a fuck you email, but it's something that reflects poorly on the job that you have. Whether you you're work, whether you're working at 7-Eleven or you're a stockbroker or you paint houses for a living. If you did something that reflected poorly on your employer, you either would be suspended or fired. And look, I'm a lifeguard. I've dealt I've dealt with my share fair share of stupid things that have happened while I was working. I have never been suspended, but I know people who have been because yeah. they, they did stupid shit. And this, yes, it's a private conversation between two people who have drastic different views on, on a subject. And I wouldn't like anybody calling me out and vehemently disagreeing with me. And I, probably would have reacted to the situation the same way Woj did, but I'm still responsible for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my perspective on it is exactly kind of like what you said. Um, there's like two, like two sides of this, right? Like obviously from the professional standpoint and stuff, you know, if this was anybody else, they would have been fine. If this was anybody else at ESPN, if this was a lower person, this is just like a, a camera guy or a producer or something. Oh, the they camera guy would probably have been fired, and you would probably wouldn't have heard about it. Well, yeah, they, they would have been those fired. Those guys are you, not you, seen. This shift years now to the Woj perspective, because it's someone like Adrian Wojnarowski, um, they suspended them, which is like, I mean, if there was going to be repercussions, I'm glad it was. I'm not. I, I don't agree with the suspension. Don't get me. Don't, don't like. I don't want my words to be twisted. I'm. I'm all with the free woes it's just like you want to put this thing this into perspective um but i mean like i guess if there has to be repercussions i'd rather it be that than to see someone of high profile adrian warjanowski being fired and you talk about bad we talk about bad optics like we talk about we bring that from the day show is... that if that that would have no i'm saying if espn had fired him that would have been a way bad optic well, because i i remember seeing a tweet thing like this is what i believe you know, ESPN needs Woj. Woj doesn't necessarily need. No, Woj has his contacts referred to by people in the NBA as the 31st franchise. He is huge in NBA world. Exactly. And just a quick history of ESPN. 
they've suspended people for putting things on Twitter before. I know this was a private email, but they've suspended Bill Simmons before, Jamel Hill before. So they have a history of doing this. And yes, there is a public outcry every single time it happens. But just if it happened, just as if it if it did happen at your job, there would be people that wouldn't agree with it. But stuff like this happens on a daily basis. No, to and I and I get that. I know I get that. And like I said, I don't really agree with the suspension. But you know, it's happened. It's, it's also over. two weeks. Yeah. Nothing's going on. He will be in Orlando if he chooses to be, for the start of the, uh, the the bubble. He will be there. Yeah. This doesn't hinder him yeah, from possibly not, being in Orlando. Yeah, and it's not like they suspended him for the rest of uh, for the, the rest, rest of, of like time. the right. rest of the season or whatever. No, it's um, not an indefinite suspension. It's two weeks, and yeah. he will be. He can quarantine himself for those two weeks, and then head down to Orlando, or go to Orlando and quarantine for two weeks, and be ready. all ready for the the NBA season to restart up. This has no direct. This is this no is real... a slap on the wrist for for Woj. It really, exactly. This is That's... a suspension to show face. This exactly. is we. Some people in this company might agree with you and might agree with what you did, but we have to do this because we have a responsibility as a company to to command stuff like no this. and that's fair and, and that's totally... to show people that this is not how we act at espn and i agree with that but if you really look at the nuts and bolts of this it's a slap on the wrist it's a parking ticket but a quick tangent with Woj. when i was interning with the brooklyn nets not to name drop here um but when i was interning with the nets during a Sixers Nets game. I saw Elton Brand and Woj talking in one of the tunnels um, across from the uh, the visiting locker room in Barclays Center. Woj is sneaky tall. He's really? like six five. Whoa, okay. He's he's sneaky tall. I never would have pictured. No. Well, that's, you, that's the you thing. Don't, you, you don't you see only, this you, like you only see him from the neck up sometimes. Exactly. So you only see a guy from like. The shoulders up, you really have no idea. He's sneaky well, tall. Well, that was like SVP. I never realized how tall he was. Oh, He's SVP like... is like six seven. That that man could probably dunk in his uh, early years. But let's get out of here. We'll uh, we'll completely switch up the topic, and um, we'll be right back. All right. So really interesting, I would say. Uh, and serious kind of podcast so far. Let's let's switch gears entirely and talk about the team that is near and dear to our hearts more than any other team that we root for, the New York Yankees. And in particular, one of our favorite players. He, we have talked about him numerous times on air, and that's Clint Frazier. And the reason why I want to bring him up is twofold. One... He is one of the players that I think is taking a stance with their platform and saying, whenever I step into the batter's box or step on the field for this pandemic-shortened season, I'm going to be wearing a mask. And I think that is powerful in taking that statement. And two, I think it's a serious conversation because I don't know how many days left Frazier has in a Yankee uniform. 
He has been playing in the inner squad games recently, but that's only been for the past four or five days. Up until that point, he was dealing with some plantar fasciitis and was only able to take a couple of, of hacks during BP. John, since Batances has jumped ship and went across town, I think you and Vinny are co-presidents of the Clint Frazier fan club. How are you feeling about uh, Frazier's state with the, with the Yanks? Unsure. And I've been unsure for a while, to be quite honest. The past couple seasons, I've been waiting for them to like find the space for him. And it seems that they just don't for whatever reason you know where like different issues keep coming up and i think the guy's extremely talented i think the guy you know to quote the other guys he's a peacock and you just you just gotta <laughs> let him fly um didn't think you were gonna pull that reference out of your hat but uh i i i agree with it you shot cheater they called me you the yankee supper you should have shot, shot a rod <laughs> Great movie. But for whatever reason, there has it just seems that Clint Frazier, full time in pinstripes, just it, it's like it's like it doesn't line up. It's like trying to stick it like a square peg in a round hole. It seems, you know, yeah. it's it's like he seems like the odd man out. Or it's like you see, and this has been this way for like the since he's his, gotten to yeah, the organization. His entire tenure as a as a New York Yankee has been all right. We got this really talented guy we don't really have any place to put him exactly and it's like that's the thing that bond like from the that's i guess you know i don't know about Vinny, but like that's one of the reasons why i've gravitated towards him is like oh this guy's different he looks different he acts different he talks different you know he's not typically what you would stick he's not a typical yankee if he was around in the 70s he would have been shipped already yeah but i mean Reggie Jackson wasn't a typical Yankee either. You know, and this game. this will strike a... I just thought of this comparison, and I'm not fully standing behind this comparison as terms of level of play, but he is our generation's Ricky Henderson. A guy that is a provoker, is different from everybody else on the team, is outspoken, will go by his own beat of his own drum. I, I, I could see that. I could definitely not, see that. I'm not saying by any means that Clint Frazier is Ricky Henderson, but they are the same type of person. But personality-wise, they're very similar. Same thing with and, Dion when, when he and, was on the Yanks. And you don't know, like, will that, like, I feel like it's like one of those things. I think it's getting to a point that it just seems like for some reason they just can't line up. Because either he gets hurt or there's someone there who's, I guess, slightly better than him or that the Yankees perceive as being better or whatever. Well, they have a Just... log jam in the outfield. They, they had no reason to get Stanton when they had Gardner and Hicks yeah. and Judge. And they have this guy who, by all means, could probably be the successor to Gardner in a couple of years. But, but by then, want... I think it'll be too late. They want to give the, the position to Talkman or... Um, they have Miggy now playing left field. So yeah. it really so, does seem like his days are numbered. And, and I agree because, and, and it's 
I think it's for me at least it's gotten to one of those points. You know, he's not he, he's still young, but he's yeah. getting to the he's getting to the point where you're like we'll be squandering. Like he's twenty five, right? So he's on the cusp of hitting that next level, and I feel like him not getting a full season in, um, him not being able to play like a full season and stuff is going to hinder that. And we're basically squandering his talent. So it's like it's gotten to the, it's like that thing. If you really love something or someone, you gotta let them go. You gotta let them be free. Um, I think that's the point where we might get, get with Clint Frazier. Listen, if we could keep him in pinstripes and not, and he could he could become the guy or like become a guy that we're gonna use for a long time, and you know that he he's a successor to Gardner and all that stuff. I'm all for it. But if I I'm not for like it took him and surprisingly someone else that I'm thinking of like that he's grown on me in the past like few years is Tyler Wade. These two guys, yeah, such such, such, guy. such such good talents, and we're not using them because we already have a jacked, loaded team. Well, these I are think guys. really quick. Let's talk. We can go over. It's fine. Um, I want to talk about Wade in particular because I think he is a guy that if DJ gets too expensive after this year that will lean on Wade to go, okay, well, you can, we'll stick you in and you'll play, you'll play second base. You'll be our everyday second baseman because a lot of people like him. And I'm, I, I, was just, I mean, in the organization. Yeah. And even he's been growing on me. I remember like the first couple of years, it's like you try to play like the show and stuff. I'm like, who's this Ty Wade guy? And then it's like, you watch him playing. Okay. All right. Okay. And then now it's like, I like Tyler Wade. I like watching him play. You know, like he's fast. He's versatile. Um, he's a left-handed bat, right? We need more of those. So, I mean, I don't know if I would say like put him I over DJ DJ Lemayhu. No, but, but if, if DJ gets way too expensive, and oh man, I hope not. The Yanks don't want to dish out ninety million if DJ hits three eighty in this shortened season with. 15 bombs and is one of the catalysts for the reason why we're contending for another championship. If he gets too expensive, they have an option there. I think the way that the outfield is stacked up, I would, I I think I've gotten to the point where I'm okay with trading Frazier. I know a couple of years ago when um, Garrett Cole was going to go to, when he was on the market, that's who Pittsburgh wanted. They wanted Garrett or they wanted Frazier and we wouldn't give him to Pittsburgh and Cole went to Houston as a result of that. We got Cole and we're getting the last laugh here. But if there's one of those guys again, whether it's to get a high end bullpen arm or high end starting or, or, you know, let's just say, screw it. We'll get Paddock or Yates or somebody high, high level. I would be okay with giving away Frazier at this point because of the way that the outfield is stacked up. Plus, we got yeah. Dominguez coming up the pipeline. We still yeah, exactly. have Floreal. Like exactly, like I said, and I think uh, it's kind of like you know. I don't mean to tie. I found somehow to tie in wrestling. It's like we're hoarding the talent, right? It's like WWE they right. hoard the talent. We're hoarding talent, and they're not being used properly. So, like, if they can jump ship to somewhere. Like if they leave, like if Clint Fraser leaves, and he goes somewhere else, and he becomes like an all star, I'm not I'd gonna be, be happy mad. For him. 
You know, yeah, I'd be not, extremely happy for him. I'm not going to be mad. And you know the Yankees are not going to send him somewhere, like, ridiculous. Like, they're not going to send him to Boston or to across town. They're not going to send him to the Mets. They're going to send him somewhere, like, far away. Um, which is, like, you know, we won't see him as often. Or, like, he, we will play him maybe once or twice and stuff. And that like, way he's – it's. I think it's a good thing. At this point, I think it's a good thing. You Unless know, we, and I'll compare him to another Yankee, recent Yankee. If if he leaves, it'll be like Cano, and there will be a mutual thing with the fans where they understand why Cano left. They're not happy with it, but they understand because nobody in their right mind would have turned that money down. Yeah, that's that and was... he'll always have a place here in New York. I exactly. feel with, with fans. Now Frazier's more um, divisive because there's part of the fan base that just wants to ship him off tomorrow. And they don't care what they get for him. But yeah. for a lot of hardcore fans, and you, me, and Vinny, to be three of them, we love the guy. And yeah. we're going to be happy for him no matter where he goes. But I think that's a good place to end. Uh, really quickly, tell the people where they can find you, and uh, we'll get out of here. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at CousinJohn, as I get underscore 56. Because I keep I believe always that's what it is. Let me just double check right now. Or no, I think it's no. cousin John fifty six, no underscore. Yeah, it's just cousin John fifty six. You can find me on Twitter, cousin John fifty six. Oh, you can find me on Instagram. That's what it is. At not <laughs> underscore Sebastian underscore Maniscalco. Um, if you know, you know. If you don't know, then then you don't know. Now but you give know. Me, <laughs> but give me a give me a follow. You know, we like I'll see what people say, comment and stuff. You know, I'm losing followers, but I'm pretty sure Tim hasn't really gained any either. Uh, Tim's saying Tim's stagnant. Still, last I checked, I think Tim. Yeah, Tim's is still sitting pretty at nine. So, you know <laughs> what? I think I can get a few more followers before he hits a thousand. So, does Tim hit a hundred before twenty thirty? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe in the next decade he'll hit a hundred. <laughs> You're doing really good stuff on the wrestling side of wrestling Twitter. So, I think people know about you in, in that realm. But, uh. On this side of the coin, not the fake Jay Leo, on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com. I have a Stanton article coming out in preparation for Wednesday's podcast. If you have any association with baseball Twitter, in particular Yankee baseball Twitter, you are going to be ecstatic for Wednesday's podcast. That is just a, a very minute tease for, for, or for Thursday, rather. We're recording it on Wednesday. It's coming out on Thursday. Ooh. So. Um, I don't even. I don't even know. Who's John, I will tell you after we're done recording this. But if you've reached this end of the podcast, please like, subscribe, share with anybody who you seem fit. If you're on iTunes, please give us a review. And uh, until Thursday, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.